Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the breakthrough people, products, and moments in beauty. We're your hosts, Jill Dunn and Carlene Higgins. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jill Dunn, and I'm here with my pod partner, Carlene Higgins. Hey, Carlene. Hi, Jill. Well, we know that our listeners are skincare obsessed. So today we have a glow down episode that's addressing every single thing to do with hyperpigmentation, the uneven dark spots that can surface from excess sun exposure or hormonal fluctuations. We're going to get to the bottom of why hyperpigmentation happens and actually hypopigmentation we talk about as well and the best ways to treat it. So from holy grail beauty products you can buy without a prescription to the latest in-office treatments now that dermatologists are taking appointments again. And our guest today is a dermatologist and she gave us an education. You guys are going to be so obsessed with her. Today, we welcome Dr. Alexis Stevens. She's a leading board certified dermatologist and founder of Parkland Dermatology and Cosmetic Surgery Clinic in Coral Springs, South Florida. Dr. Stevens is also a beauty chemist, so she really knows her stuff when it comes to ingredients and the products that really work. You know, a lot of derms aren't as up on the latest in beauty products, but she really is. And you're going to get her top recommendations today, including the best budget find. All of the products mentioned will be listed on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. We also field a lot of listener questions that came right from our Facebook private chat room on this topic. So we're going to address as many of those as we can toward the end of the episode. Everything from how to treat hyperpigmentation on your body to the real talk on hydroquinone to the facts on microneedling and how you can also get rid of acne scars. Dr. Stevens also centers her practice on inclusivity in dermatology. In her own words, she is a skin of color expert. And I know recently she hosted a virtual chat about cultural competency in dermatology with some of her contemporaries in the field. So it was all about misdiagnosed and improperly treated skin conditions in patients with skin of color. That was on her IGTV. I definitely encourage you guys to check it out. And it's really great that these conversations are happening. And I know that it's even spurring some curriculums to change in the dermatology world so that up and coming residents are properly versed in all skin tones instead of a lot of case studies that are frankly just shown on white skin. Mm -hmm. So important. So all of that. And Dr. Stevens is a busy mom as well. We are beyond grateful for her time today. 
Thank you for joining us and welcome to Breaking Beauty Podcast, Dr. Stevens. We want to get down to the 101 behind hyperpigmentation. So can you help us define this for our listeners? What exactly is hyperpigmentation? So hyperpigmentation is really any excess of melanin. Melanin is that pigment producing actual pigment on the skin. So you have a big cell, it's called a melanocyte. Inside that melanocyte, you actually get melanin. And the melanin is what shows up on the top of the skin as these dark spots. People don't like them. And it can come in different shades, different varieties. It could just be something that follows acne, like a little dark mark after acne. Sometimes it's even a red mark after acne. And sometimes it's melasma. So like the big mask of pregnancy that women can get if mm-hmm. they're pregnant, nursing, hormonal changes, even just birth control can cause this pigmentation to occur. So when you hear the word hyperpigmentation, just think of it as this big umbrella term. It's basically dark spots on the skin mm-hmm. from one mm-hmm or another that people don't like and that we work very hard to get rid of. I was recently reading about hypopigmentation. What is that? So hypopigmentation is actually the absence of melanin. So less pigment present on the skin. You can see like white patches. So it's very obvious, right? Because I have a darker skin tone. So, and if it's on you, it's just going to be like a little bit lighter than your normal skin tone. So basically the abscess of that melanin that we were talking about. Right. But, you know, you mentioned that some of the root causes are kind of situational, like whether it's post-acne or whether it might be, you know, melasma. I know a lot of women get that from pregnancy. Is there ever a genetic cause that can just develop over the years? Yeah, there's actually two different genetic causes. There's something called oprenosis, and that's really a medical condition. And then there's also something that's called chronic actinic keratosis, and that's more likely to develop from UV sun-induced radiation, but there's more genetic predisposition for that. So if your parents had something like that, then you can get it if you live in a climate where you have a lot of sun exposure. It's going to be less likely if you're somewhere that doesn't have a lot of sun, though. Right. What's the biggest misconception out there around hyperpigmentation that you find yourself regularly needing to educate on? So the biggest misconception is that you'll use this magic cream and that it will go away and that it will stay away. And the truth is hyperpigmentation is really difficult to treat. And yes, you can get it to go away, but if you go out without your sunscreen, it's going to come right back. Mm. And so that's the frustration that a lot of people have is they notice that it keeps kind of coming and going, coming and going. And it's really due to not being diligent with sunscreen. Yeah, everybody wants Mm -hmm. that magic bullet, right? Everybody wants the magic cream. And so we know there's so many different types, like you alluded to, of hyperpigmentation, depending on your skin type, your skin color, your hormonal fluctuations. So what's the most common type that you see in your practice in South Florida? Yeah, my two most common are post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation. So like after acne or trauma and melasma. I see melasma all day, every day, especially in Florida. I know with melasma, you mentioned it's the most common in your practice. So why does melasma happen and what's the best course of action that you recommend to your patients? So melasma truly comes from hormonal components. So your birth control, babies, your nursing, even just menopausal changes in the hormones can cause melasma. And my 
first thing I always tell patients is that we're going to be going on a journey together because it's not going to go away overnight. And it really takes like a good understanding of having to wear your sunscreen all the time. Like you just use it like a lotion, literally, you need to reapply it all the time. We do lots of different treatments and it depends on patient's budgets. And it also depends on how aggressive someone wants to be and going after their melasma because there's a spectrum of different things you can do to treat it. Mm -hmm. Do you ever think about hormone therapy or does that help people? Yes. So no, (laughs) taking hormone therapy can induce melasma. Oh, So that's something that we do to treat melasma, all of our targets are going to be towards the melanin. Mm -hmm. So getting rid of that cause of extra pigment on the skin. Maybe you can talk more specifically about what you would do or prescribe for these people and how long these journeys that you're going on are. For sure. So let's just talk about the easiest one, which is when people come in with hyperpigmentation from sunspots. So this is what people will call like liver spots or sunspots. Medical term is a lentigo. It's a little brown kind of dots on the skin that people don't want that truly were induced from the sun. This is easiest to take care of. And especially on someone with fair skin, um, you could do it quickly with a cream or you could use a laser treatment to do that. And those are almost one and done types of treatments when it's just a lentigo, just a sunspot. Hmm. The difference is when it's like post-inflammatory hyperpigmentation from acne, unless you actually get rid of the acne, you're chasing your tail Mm -hmm. because more acne will cause more dark spots. So you really want to get rid of the acne first and then you can treat the hyperpigmentation. That can be done with a cream too. Either way it goes, you got to wear your sunscreen Mm -hmm. or it's going to come back. Melasma is the one that's the journey. Mm. You really have to kind of walk patients through. And if we're on the lower budget, like if someone, you know, we work with everybody. So if you don't have a lot of money to invest in procedures, then you can truly do it with a cream and just understand it's going to take a longer time to get there. So the different creams would be things with tyrosinase inhibitors. That's a big fancy word, but things like kojic acid, even vitamin C has some ability to help with hyperpigmentation, niacinamide. These are products that don't cost a lot of money. And so over time, they do help with hyperpigmentation. If you've got someone with a bigger budget, you know, it's a little bit easier to work on the hyperpigmentation because you can start to do procedures. So things like chemical pills, the average cost of a chemical pill um, is about 280 here in South Florida. Mm-hmm. Everyone doesn't have 280. And if you have someone with an even bigger budget, you can start to talk about things like microneedling with tyrosinase inhibitors, or you can even do laser treatment. So that's why I told you it's a spectrum um, because I treat everyone Mm -hmm. and I have a solution for everyone, but I have to work with people's budgets too. Mm Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend who did the microneedling to get rid of her acne scarring. It, It was truly dramatic. Yeah, it's fantastic treatment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not a one and done though. You usually have to do multiple microneedling treatments to mm-hmm. get the results that people are looking for. And do you think mm-hmm. there are any buzzy in-office treatments that are not worth the spend in your opinion? Honestly, no, because the great majority of treatments geared towards hyperpigmentation will yield some results for people. Mm-hmm. And people generally just want to be better. They just want their pigmentation to be lighter. Mm-hmm. You'll hear of chemical pills, you'll hear of microneedling, laser treatments. The only issue with laser treatment is if you go to someone who doesn't have the right laser, it can actually worsen the hyperpigmentation. So if you're looking for like something that doesn't always work, laser is the one. It can actually really worsen things 
for certain people. Can you expand on that a little bit? Because I know that some people, you know, there can be burning or just, just tell us what you mean by that. Yeah, definitely. So there are different lasers and there's different laser settings and there's different operators behind each laser. And so what you want to do is if you have a certain skin type and you're going in for laser treatment, you want to make sure that the provider actually has lots of experience treating patients with your skin type. And you want to ask for before and after photos. For example, someone with my skin type, I'm a darker skin type, got a lot of melanin Mm -hmm. to me, right? If I go in and I use the wrong laser, it will burn. Mm -hmm. It will worsen any dark spot I possibly have and could lead to permanent scarring. So you really want to make sure that you've done your homework and your research on the provider you're seeing, especially for pigmentation. Because for Jill, we could Mm -hmm. do one laser setting and her melasma will be significantly better. That same laser setting would burn the heck out of me and I would have a really bad outcome. So that's what I mean by kind of knowing your setting and making sure your provider can show you good before and afters. Yeah. And I just wanted to go back to one thing you said about the dark spot, because is it kind of like a -a whack-a-mole situation? Say you come in and I know I have a lot of girlfriends right now. They're just starting to see like one spot that's driving them nuts. So like, is it feasible or a good idea to just treat the one spot in office? Or is it going to maybe, is there other things bubbling under the surface that you should treat your whole face? Or should yeah. you just do one and one and keep working on that one spot? What's the recommendation? Usually if there's one spot, that means there's a bunch of friends coming up. Yeah. I would hop on it. I would start treating with topical creams first. If it's just one spot, you can usually get rid of that with the right topical medication. You want to be careful about what you're using. So I would still see a dermatologist to make sure that you're even treating the right thing. Because what if that one spot is actually a pigmented skin cancer mm-hmm. and you just a a dark spot from the sun. So you want to get it checked out first. Mm. And what you mentioned cream, are these all prescription strength creams that you would use to take care of a spot like that? There are prescription on strength creams because I think you can get into a little bit of danger trying to do the -the over-the-counter creams. There's a lot of over-the-counter creams with something called hydroquinone, Mm -hmm. um, which is a bleaching agent. And the ones that are over-the-counter tend to be 2% here in the United States. And not just is going to give you a lot of irritation mm-hmm. without a lot of results. And so that's why I highly suggest getting a prescription cream instead. Mm-hmm. What would be an example of something that you would be using in terms of like what to maybe ask for or or is it all trade secrets? I don't know. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I, I will spill the beans. So yeah. I really like one called Cispera. Okay. Um, the cystamine complex. And that is almost every dermatologist now is having that in the office. Um, there's another one by Antiage MD called Brightener, and it's got a combination of all of these different tyrosinase inhibitors all in one. So it literally makes your life so easy because everything you need to block the pigments in one little tube. So those are really good topical creams that you can do in combination with treatments in the office if you need it. Mm-hmm. Everybody doesn't need a treatment in the office. so Right. Is that good for every skin tone and everyone, would you say? Or is that specific? Both of the ones I mentioned are absolutely perfect for every skin tone. Okay. Really important. Hey guys, Jill here, jumping in to tell you about an exciting innovation from one of our longstanding show partners, Native. 
So one of the number one questions I get during these hot and sticky days of summer is, what is a natural deodorant that actually works? And I'm here to tell you native deodorant works. Not only is it all natural and aluminum free, it gets rid of odor and helps minimize wet underarms. So you feel fresh all day long. I also love that it comes in a stick format. So it has tapioca starch in it and shea butter and coconut oil. So that helps to glide the product right under your underarms. You don't need any muss or fuss getting it on your hands. And there's also a baking soda free options for sensitive skin types. Now they've made Native even better with the introduction of a brand new innovation, a plastic free package. So the plastic free deodorant option will be available in five different scents for men and women. There's lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, charcoal, citrus and herbal musk, and my fave, coconut and vanilla. Plus, it will be shipped in a plastic-free bag made from 100% recycled paper. And this also kicks off Native's Plastic Free by 23 initiative that aims to provide sustainable packaging options for all of their products by the end of 2023. So do what I did and make the switch to Native today by heading on over to nativedo.com slash beauty20 or use promo code beauty20 at checkout. And that'll get you 20% off your first order. That's nativedo.com slash beauty20 or use promo code beauty20 at checkout for 20% off your first order. We'll link to that offer on our blog and in our show notes. And now back to today's podcast. You got Hi, I'm Elizabeth Kotz. And I'm Stephanie Sambari, and we are the hosts of That's So Retrograde. Heard of us? For the past 200 and some episodes, we've been trying to figure out what the hell wellness is. We have inspiring and fun conversations with all types of amazing people, from healers to comedians to whatever's in between. We're five years in, but we're just getting started. So hop on board every Thursday to join the party and route to living your best life. And don't forget your cannabis. Or to check us out on Instagram at So Retrograde. That's right. Bye. See you there. That's what you can expect if you go the prescription route. And, you know, like you said, not everyone has the budget for in-office procedures and and even access to dermatologists. Some people just, you know, will never see a dermatologist in their life for whatever reason. That can be a barrier. Do you think that over-the-counter or readily available beauty products that you'd see at Sephora and in drugstores are there any that are effective in your mind and that are active enough to be doing something? Um, yes. So there is one called like Terra, which I believe you can get on a store here called, I think it's Derm Store. Yeah. Dermstore.com. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so that one is quite effective and you don't need a prescription or a doctor to actually write that one for you. Okay. And is that T-E-R-R-A? L-Y-T-E-R-A. Okay. Latera. Okay. Got it. It's actually uh, safe in pregnancy as well. Okay. That is a highly recommended one. And then if you're really tight on cash, you can kind of makeshift something like Latera yourself. Mm-hmm. There's companies like The Ordinary, which only have, you know, $6 types of medicines and creams that you can do. And so you would take those different combinations and put them together. Like you could do a niacinamide mm-hmm. and an alpha arbutan from The Ordinary. That's just cost you about 12 bucks there. Mm-hmm. And that can help. It definitely can help to lift the pigment too. It just depends on the depth of the pigment. Mm-hmm. First thing I do when someone comes into my office is it's use a little instrument called a wood lamp so I can figure out where that pigment's actually trapped. Is it at the top of the skin or is it deeper down in the dermis? Because you're kind of spinning your wheels if you're using a cream for something that's deep down in your dermis. Mm. Mm-hmm. Is that that's that sort of purple lamp and or 
you stick your face in. I think I've done that before. I stick my face in and all my pigmentation under the surface shows up like bright white. I'm like, oh my God, it's all coming. How about vitamin C and antioxidants that you find? I mean, these are just popping off in beauty. You know, your the vitamin C, it's like a, a game where everyone's trying to come up with the latest and greatest and how much is in it. Do these actually do anything? I am a fan of vitamin C. And if you're using vitamin C to brighten the skin, you just want to make sure you're getting a good quality one um, because it takes a lot to really stabilize vitamin C. It's a finicky kind of ingredient. And while it is an antioxidant, that means it oxidizes quickly. So it goes bad pretty quick. Mm -hmm. So you want to be careful about how you're using it, how you're storing it. I actually keep my vitamin C in the refrigerator, you know, give it a longer shelf life and also to keep it from all of the light that can oxidize it. Mm-hmm. Um, Smart. And then you want to make sure you warm it up before you put it on your skin. You can't put it on cold or it doesn't actually go on your skin well. But it is, it is a good way to brighten the skin. By itself, will it brighten serious hyperpigmentation? No, but it will work in combination well with other ingredients. Mm-hmm. What about the acne scars? We talked about some treatments over the counter and in office for the dark spots. What about those red marks like glycolic acid? Like what are some ingredients to look for? Some products that you think actually get results? Yeah. So niacinamide is a good one Mm -hmm. uh, for post-inflammatory erythema is what that's called, PIE, because it calms down inflammation and it helps acne at the same time. So it's a really great kind of all-in-one for that type of treatment. Okay. And is there a favorite that you like for that that's like I guess that would be the ordinary. Are there any other brands? So I speak on the ordinary simply because it's very inexpensive, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but there are a lot of really good brands. There's one by the Inky List, mm-hmm. which is also inexpensive. I think that's $5.99. Mm-hmm. And then there's a really great one by Good Molecules because it's got other things like azelaic acid, which is very good also for hyperpigmentation. It's all combined in there with the niacinamide. So okay. it depends. Yeah. Everything is about budget, to be honest. Yeah, totally. Totally. And what about glycolic acid or lactic acid or any of these things that are like typically you would use to treat, you know, unevenness in your skin tone? Do they do anything or no? Yeah, they definitely do. So glycolic acid, lactic acid, mandelic acid, those are all good to help to resurface the skin. So basically stop that process of the skin, the dead skin laying on the top and help your cells turn over faster. So that's always going to help because that means the pigment is kind of rushing up to the, the top faster and then shedding off faster. It's very good to do, but you have to be careful. Every mm-hmm. skin tone can't just go and put acid on their face. Um, mm-hmm. There's a super popular one by The Ordinary that everyone's Instagramming with the like, <laughs> red. Yes, the red. Face. Yeah. And I caution a lot of my patients to be really careful with that because you can burn. Um, you can burn with something just over the counter. So it certainly can be helpful, but there's a time and a place and you should never overdo it with those exfoliants. So I always tell someone if they're going to exfoliate once a week is more than enough. Mm-hmm. How about these trendy dark spot stickers? So you see, you know, zit sticker and peace out, you know, they essentially have those little micro darts or silicone micro needles. And they, they say that they kind of melt those ingredients like vitamin C or niacinamide deeper into the skin when you wear them for several hours. Are these doing anything? So I actually do 
like the zit sticker and peace out and cause our eggs and all of the other uh, companies that make those stickers because they protect someone from picking their skin. So if you're a picker and you've got acne, you're going to for sure cause either PIE, uh, post-inflammatory erythema or PIH because you're picking at it. So if the sticker prevents you from picking your skin, I'm a fan, go get some. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot of scientific evidence behind them. no. Because it takes a lot of money to get scientific evidence behind something. There's a whole process that goes into that. But these ingredients that are in there, they've been around forever. Um, They've been proven to work effectively. Just be careful because sometimes occluding something so strong on your skin causes irritation. Um, Irritation leads to hyperpigmentation. So you want to be careful. I'd rather you put it on if you're going to pick it. But make sure that you're not going to get irritation from it. So maybe do a test spot first. Mm -hmm. Now, that would be for the zit stickers. Um, They also have dark spot stickers now. So are those worth doing? Because, again, they just have those ingredients in them, but it's not a picking situation. So it depends on the level of ingredient Mm -hmm. um, and the sensitivity of the person putting it on their skin. I definitely think that they can work. That's just like putting a cream with those ingredients on your skin. Mm-hmm. But if you are very sensitive and it's a high concentration of the ingredient, you can burn yourself. Mm-hmm. So you just have to be careful. You kind of have to know your skin. Mm-hmm. Um, always start with the test spot. Okay. I looked it up. They have niacinamide in them, licorice extract, and yeah. tran. This ingredient is everywhere and I can't pronounce tran- it. Tranex. <laughs> yeah. How do you say it? How do you say it? Tranexamic acid. Yes. So those are the three things. Okay. So I don't know. Absolutely love all three of those ingredients. I think that they are fantastic. And they generally do not cause issue in the majority of patients. But there's always the exception. Um, There's always someone who does have some type of allergy to it. So just be careful. Okay. Okay. Well, our our listeners honestly have the best questions because they get very specific. We're going to get into that in just a moment. Just before we do, though, we want to ask you about something that's happening in the news right now. So we're hearing about big cosmetic companies like Johnson & Johnson, Unilever, and other major cosmetic companies. They're all coming under fire for lightening and whitening products that are sold over the counter. And in some cases, people are petitioning to remove these products from the market altogether. In others, the names of the products are just being changed. Do you have an opinion on this issue and these types of products? Yeah, this is a big issue. Um, And growing up as an African-American, it has always been a thing to be lighter. There's like this brown paper bag test that people used to talk about and do you pass the brown paper bag test? Meaning, are you lighter than the brown paper bag? And so this is kind of an issue that touches deeply for me. I don't think that these lightening creams should exist. Brightening your skin is a totally different story. I'm all about brightening your skin, but whitening your skin is um, in my office, in my practice and in my culture. I just don't think there's a place for whitening your skin. Mm-hmm. I don't think you whiten your skin. And so I agree with those who are wanting to remove that from the market, but you have to be careful because sometimes a brightening, a lightening, and a whitening cream are all the same and they've just changed the word for marketing purposes. Mm -hmm. That's the problem with a lot of like over-the-counter skincare is a lot of it's just marketing. So you could have one product have just licorice root and be called a brightening cream. And then someone else decided to call that a 
whitening cream. It's not going to whiten your skin. It's actually just going to brighten your skin. That's why I'm on board with people changing their names if their ingredients are truly just to brighten the mm-hmm. skin. Um, but I'm not a fan if they've got a true bleaching agent in there mm-hmm. to whiten the skin. And do people right. come into your practice asking for that? Yeah, this, they do. Yeah? They do, yeah. Wow. What do you, how do you respond? I always educate first. I'm not someone who does a lot of judging. Mm-hmm. So I will educate on why it's not safe to whiten the skin. Um, mostly it can cause skin cancer. And you can get a systemic reaction to using bleaching agents to your skin. Um, So I explain the dangers of it. Um, And then I go on to say, I don't do that. (laughs) So if you would like to brighten your skin or get rid of dark spots, I'm more than happy to help you. But if you are truly wanting to whiten your skin, I'm not the office for you. Okay, so we'll go into our listener questions. So Christine from our Facebook chat room, she said hyperpigmentation on dark skin, both face and body, she has that. So she's asking what treatments Black women should be looking for in terms of alleviating marks. I'd also like some comments on what acids ingredients are best for particular skin types. For example, while glycolic acid might work for a lot of women, some derms I've spoke to don't tend to recommend that for dark skin types and have suggested other formulations instead. Mm -hmm. What would you say to Christine? So I agree on darker skin tones. I choose not to use a lot of glycolic acid because you can get something called hot spots. It's a molecule that's teeny tiny, which means that it can rapidly kind of run through the skin, the epidermis and the dermis and cause what's called hot spots because it's so small. It's moving so quickly. Um, And so that can lead to burning, which leads to more dark or hyperpigmentation on the skin, which is why I don't use it in really those with darker skin tones. But mandelic acid is a big, huge molecule. It's really safe to use and still effective at exfoliating the skin. Lactic acid tends to be very safe too. So she's right in the research that she found. There, Every acid is not for every person. Mm-hmm. Okay, good to know. And, yeah. and again, do you have a favorite there that you would recommend in terms of a product that she yeah, can Yeah, um, I like Allies of Skin. They have a, a nice product with multiple different brightening ingredients, especially the new one that everybody's talking about, the Bacuchiol. Oh, yeah. That's in there too. So that's a good one. And it's like mandelic acid based. Okay. Good. I just, we, just, we just started following them on Instagram, yeah. that brand. <laughs> Great. Lauren M says, how does one address hyperpigmentation on the body? I have scars from eczema, cuts, et cetera, on my legs. I exfoliated regularly and use SPF year round. Do I use the same ingredients that are recommended for hyperpigmentation on the face? And if so, do I need stronger actives than I would use on my face? Yeah. So for hyperpigmentation on the body, I actually would recommend to do a chemical pill if it's a large surface area, because can you imagine using one of these $80 creams on a large surface area? You're going to run through it so quickly. It's going to be very expensive and you really have to use a good amount consistently to see any results. So if it's a a body, I usually will tell someone, let's save your coins until you can do the chemical pill if that's an issue. Um, because mm-hmm. it's going to cost you more money buying several bottles of the over-the-counter anyway. Okay. So that's when they need to go come in to see a derm. Is that what you're saying? Yep. You could go and see a dermatologist or, I mean, you could buy several bottles of the right. same over 
counterproduct. Yeah. And it definitely will work. It just takes a lot. Okay. And then this seems to be a big trend. People want to know, our next question is from Brittany and she wants to know about hyperpigmentation. She says she's getting it sort of in her armpits or there, is there any solution for that? Or she's noticing it there. Yeah. So hyperpigmentation in the armpits is usually an allergy. So maybe she's not running well to her deodorant or if she switched over to a natural deodorant, I'm seeing a lot of people having reaction to baking soda baking soda is causing a lot of hyperpigmentation under the armpits because a lot of people have decided that they don't want to use the aluminum anymore. So they're going right. the route, which is then giving them hyperpigmentation. So it would depend on what she's getting it from. If it's deodorant, obviously stop that deodorant. And then be careful because that's a really delicate skin. You can't just go putting every type of ingredient under the arms. So I would start with something simple, like a kojic acid, licorice root, things that are nice and gentle to kind of lighten that. Hydroquinone under the arms, I definitely wouldn't do way too harsh and will cause irritation. Hmm, Great. Okay. I'm learning so much. I know. (laughs) And then Madeline F. says, I'd also love some more opinions on microneedling to reduce scarring and unevenness on skin. Mm-hmm. She's had some terrible hormonal hyperpigmentation and uh, she's finding some success. I guess she's just looking for more, more of a in-depth opinion on the microneedling. For sure. So I love microneedling. I do microneedling all day, every day. It is fantastic for hyperpigmentation, but you want to make sure it's done a certain way. You can actually add what we we're calling those tyrosinase inhibitors. So the things that stop the melanin production to the microneedling device. So it's really, really a great treatment to kind of rebuild your collagen, lift up that pigment at the same time, get rid of fine lines and wrinkles all at the same time, give you a nice glow. It's just an overall fantastic treatment. Okay. Okay. Well, those are all of our questions. Thank you so much, Dr. Stevens. And everyone that's listening, you need to check out Dr. Stevens' Instagram, her transformations. I was like scrolling way back. The before and afters are truly incredible. Thank you. I love seeing them. And we will definitely link to your to your Instagram on our show notes. Okay, thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for listening. You can find details on every product mentioned in today's episode, along with our exclusive promo codes on our blog at breakingbeautypodcast.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our newsletter. Every episode will be delivered directly to your inbox so you won't miss a single thing. And get social with us. Let us know what you think of the episode. You can follow us on Instagram at breakingbeautypodcast. And did you know we also have a private Facebook group? Just search Breaking Beauty Podcast chat room. You can even leave us a voicemail at any time with questions or feedback at 1-844-227-0302. And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts, where you can show us some love by writing a review. See you next Wednesday.